I'm Mark Pikert, and you are tuned in to today's installment of Shocking, Lurid, Tawdry, A History of American Scandals. And I'm your co-host, Casey Howe, and we are back in action today, Mark. It's been a while since you and I have recorded, even though you have uh, very disciplinedly continued to post for the dear listeners, but I'm excited to be back with you. From you know, as far as as far as they know, we sit down every week and record a new episode. They don't <laughs> understand the sweaty, disheveled messes that eventually hit record after looking for their AirPods all over their apartment <laughs> and finding them on their desk in front of their faces. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I love it! I love it! But we get there, and that's what's really important. That's what's really important. You know what? Life is a journey. <laughs> That's what my coaster said the other night. Not a destination, apparently. So, hmm, interesting. Well, the destination is death. So, let's, <laughs> let's enjoy the ride, shall we? So, I really feel like that saying should just be... Why, it should, there should be something that says, like, the, the, the end of life is death. And just call it a day. <laughs> I mean, look... The, the point of life be... is kind of death. That's, you do die. So the coaster should say travel or die. (laughs) Those are your two options. Oh my gosh. Trademark that. I'd like that to be the name of our travel uh, agency. So I'm going to put a pin in that one. Yeah. We're going to get people lined up. (laughs) I feel like there's, there's that company that does like, what is it? It's like, surf yoga beer or something like that i feel like oh. somehow now it's awful don't say it. i'm trying to like, be more positive sorry but, sorry ugh. okay ugh. you're really pushing me on this <laughs> well also back so to pushing you, your buttons <laughs> you are now watching physical starring rose Byrne on apple plus oh my gosh oh my gosh so in, I, in the last oh, go i have never felt more seen by a character's <laughs> inner monologue so true. Thank God somebody finally. Specifically, <sighs> when, when she says, God, you're so lazy. Other people don't need this much hand-holding. Literally, on my run this morning, I, I had to stop and I was like, well, you didn't pace yourself again. Story of your fucking life, isn't it? Isn't that why you quit <laughs> drinking? Just didn't know how to pace yourself. Look at, I mean, look at that guy. He's shirtless. He should be shirtless. Why are you running shirtless? <laughs> why? So you can flaunt mediocrity? Nobody cares. You look tragic and sweaty. <laughs> Everybody talks about runner's high, but I go to a very dark place when I'm <laughs> on a run. Yeah, we need to be careful with that. Maybe we should try, uh, we should try like biking or something. Maybe it's all the high impact. It really gets you going. I don't know. Well, also, I'm just smoking like a fiend these days and I don't, for no real reason, which is another thing in my inner monologue. I'm like, no, you gotta, you're going to have a cigarette as soon as you get off this front. You know you are. You wake up every morning saying you're going to quit, do you? No, you don't. Or you do for a little bit. Oh, you can manage just a little bit, but you can't manage it forever. Oh my gosh. I love, I, I do. I like you as Rose Byrne. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. get you. We need, we need a leotard or something and we'll really, we'll get it. I like it. No, it is, you know, between that and 
um, Kevin can fuck himself on AMC. I am like in my best like female oh, yeah. lead character world right now between physical and that show. I'm just like, yes, thank God. Like finally, like someone <laughs> is putting forth these terrible, I mean, between, I just, I love it. And I love the constant, like in your face mansplaining that they just put front and center every time. And I'm just like, yeah, that's what, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what happened. So she just said it. And then two minutes later, he's like, you know what we should do? Like, I love it. I just love it. it it's like nail I, on the head. I'm obsessed oh with both of them. And this episode is brought to you by Kevin <laughs> can fuck himself on AMC plus and physical on Apple plus. Tune in Sign up today. <laughs> Use code. <laughs> <laughs> um but seriously amc and uh and apple tv you can if you want us to we're happy to happy to anytime uh, it, it fits fits right in we wouldn't even be lying we no. do very much enjoy those programs mm -hmm. we do we do we like the stories oh my goodness yes but that is absolutely i'm excited highlight <laughs> i'm excited for your story casey <gasps> thank you mark oh i love a good segue um okay you so, are you are my annie murphy oh, thank you oh, that is such high high praise and i will take it all day long love her love her love her love her um so today okay so this story is um yes a political scandal but it doesn't take place necessarily uh by a president or um or you know anyone well they are employees of the government, but it's a little bit off of our beaten path. So I'm very excited about it because we get to toss in some, some new genres of scandal. Oh, oh yes. So this scandal is the scandal of the secret service in Cartagena, Colombia. And what happened? Oh. So um, first a huge shout out to um, where most of this source material comes from is I'm going to get her name wrong, but I'm going to go for it. Um, Carol Len Lenning, L-E-O-N-N-I-G-I, -I, maybe I spelled that wrong. It was possible. Um, anyway, she wrote the book Zero, <laughs> she, she wrote a book called Zero Fail, which is all about the Secret Service. It's fascinating. Go check it out. Um, she also writes for the Washington Post and has covered this particular scandal um, quite a bit. She's really the leading voice in what happened and what the fallout was and all of that. So um, that is where we're getting our information today. Um, but just wanted to start out with some general background because um, it is, it's, it's sort of helpful to have a context of what the Secret Service is and where it came from and why it operates the way that it does. So, and they're just fun facts. And I love a fun fact. I like to educate you and give you little party tidbits so that you can pull out when you want to change the topic at the next party you go to. So you're welcome. Um, okay, <laughs> the Secret Service was created actually um, under Lincoln, under President Lincoln. Um, and it was within the Treasury Department at the time. So their job was um, not what it is today, but they were meant to track down forgers and bad checks. Uh, as we just, I, yeah. I was going to say the fact that Lincoln created the Secret Service is not a great mm -hmm. endorsement for the Secret mm -mm. Service. No, no. This makes more sense. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they, um, that was their original job. It is a bit ironic, I think, that he created the Secret Service. I was like, oh, interesting. That's some odd foreshadowing, but oh well. Um, but the reason is because as we discussed in a previous episode, the one about Black Friday, um, there were two forms of currency at the time. So there was tons of forgery going on and lots of messing around. So he created the Secret Service within the Treasury Department. Um, from the start, it was notoriously underfunded by Congress. Um, Congress was like, okay, yeah, we'll give it a little bit of money, but like, it's not really a big deal. So we're not prioritizing it. Um, it was only after actually um, our third assassinated president, which was, yeah, which was McKinley in 1901, who was assassinated at, um, I think it's the World's Fair, but it could have just been like a state fair that he went to. Um, that Congress went, hmm, maybe we should start prote protecting these guys. That's probably a good idea. Hmm, who can do that? And the FBI was like, not me. And, and anybody in law enforcement basically said like, not it. And um, they looked around and they were like, well, maybe we can do it through the Secret Service. So they started, so they assigned um, protection for the president. Uh, there was, after an assassination attempt on Truman when he was VP, uh, protection was extended to vice presidents. And upon Bobby Kennedy's assassination in 1968, protection was extended to um, presidential candidates. Uh, only after 9-11 was it rolled, rolled into the Department of Homeland Security. Before that, it was still under the Treasury. Um, that actually came up with um, Steve Mnuchin, who was the head of the Treasury and insisted on having Secret Service protection. <laughs> recently and they were like no and by the way you don't try and pull the treasury thing because it's not run by them anymore you know that right <laughs> yeah so anyway um so this uh this scandal starts actually in but anyway i just wanted to give you that context again notoriously underfunded like still to this day the secret service is just like congress just they just don't give them enough money for all they have to do so just to kind of put that in your head as far as the situation. Um, but in 2012, um, Obama was in office and he was planning a trip to, um, a diplomatic trip to South America, which included a stop in Cartagena. So these trips, as you can imagine, um, security needs to go ahead of the president and make sure that you know things are secure and the routes are set and where is he gonna stay and where is he gonna stand and all of that kind of stuff. And um, those groups are not also not necessarily the groups who are going to stand duty and be the only people there while the president's in country, but they need to send some people ahead of time so that they can get things straight. So very, very customary. Um, those teams are called advanced teams. If you're, if you're doing it from um, like the White House, the White House will also send an advanced team to make sure that the conference room is ready and all this stuff is set up. Um, but the advanced team in the Secret Service side is also called the jump team. So they leave, they're, they're usually there about 48 hours ahead of time. They bring the vehicles um, and they mostly serve as like backup while, while the president um, is in country. So these trips tend to be big perks for the people who work Secret Service. Secret Service agents are known to work lots and lots of double shifts back to back overnight you know, standing in the freezing cold, standing in the blazing heat. It's not, not necessarily a super fun job all the time. So um, 
these trips are kind of a fun perk um, because they consider it a pretty easy gig to be part of this advanced team. And then also when the president is not in country, you can kind of do whatever you want. Like you're not on the clock, you're off duty, if you will. Um, so they check everything out during the day, but then they have lots of free time in these cool countries. So um, the team that, that went to Cartagena, they were pretty excited about it. They were pleased with the assi assignment. Um, and there weren't, there aren't really, aren't, I think there still aren't, um, you know, you can, again, it's, it's kind of like if you go on a work trip at dinner, you know, and you're not at dinner with work people, like you have free time. So super common. Um, and, you know, when you were on the clock, obviously you were on the clock, but that goes without saying. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure they spent all of their free time going to museums mm, and mm -hmm. sampling the local cuisine, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, really getting to know the cultural mm -hmm. history of these cities. Yes, yes. All of the free time was sent, um, well put, you know, soaking up the culture and understanding what the, the local, you know, people were going through and, and what life was really like. You nailed it. That's, That's what they did. America. Like, right? I know. I know. Um, well, let's just keep going and we'll see what these guys learned because I'm really excited to hear about the museum gifts of Cartagena, Colombia. So let's go. I go. am too. Oh, I wonder what their national fruit is. I bet it's pretty good. I'm excited. Something, you know, exotic. I, I, I anyway, um, so on April 10th, the uh, jump team took off with all the equipment. They landed, they drove to their hotel, which was Hotel Caribe, Caribe um, in the heart of Cartagena's tourist district. There were some 200 plus Secret Service and US military staying at the hotel. So they really kind of took it over. It was down the street from where Obama was staying, but pretty close, but they stayed off of, um, they stayed out, you know, not at the same hotel, which is pretty common again. Um, once everybody had gotten over their jet lag, they headed to the pool and they were kind of hanging out and again, sort of took over the pool and there were lots of coolers and everybody was loud, lots of music, all this different stuff. Um, they also had their, um, service dogs. So there were like dogs running around and it was exactly what you picture Americans, a group of like 200 dudes in a foreign country hanging out like that was what it was um so by the evening <clears throat> they had obviously um had a few um handmade authentic cartagenian cocktails they did not and they were beer they're drinking beer great um <laughs> Yeah, so not even a not even a caipirinha. Capaiano. I love those. It's my new favorite thing. Those are technically uh, Brazilian, but whatever. Who cares? Same. I when I was at Sarah Lawrence, uh, fall semester sophomore year, I encountered someone who spent the summer in Brazil, and she said, mm. "Oh, let me make you these national <sighs> beverages." And I watched her pour a red solo party cup full of pop-off vodka. Ooh, vodka, interesting. Mix okay. in some sugar mm -hmm. and then squeeze some limes. And she was like, mm -hmm. it's authentic. And when I tell you that I was the only one at that party who finished that entire beverage, not surprising. It. 
Nope. Uh, when I tell you that later I tried to tell my friend that I was sober and should continue <laughs> to drink, she responded by tapping me on the shoulder and I fell like a log. <laughs> that's always the test. That's just, a, that's everyone knows that's how you test if someone can have another cocktail. Just a little tap, it, tap. And if they drop, then that's it. That's it. If they stumble, exactly, then you know, okay. <laughs> It was exactly like Mag Wildwood and Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> I think somebody screamed timber. I was down. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, those are crazy. So we've been, the, the Euro Cup has been on and we've been going to some places to watch the game. And um, there's a place that I'm quote, doing air quotes now because it's called Down Neck in Newark. And it's the Ironbound district and they have the, all of these great like Portuguese and Spanish restaurants and stuff. Ooh. Yeah, it's, oh, it's amazing. The food is absolutely just to die for. And, um, and they're really fun. And so we, we go, we went to, um, we went to one and uh, we ordered one. And I was like, what is this? Like, what, we never order cocktails, like just normal cocktails, whatever. And it was, in the middle, and I was like, what are we doing? And um and and I watched this woman pour this drink and I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And I don't say this often for cocktails, but I was like, oh my God, is she still, what is that? It is literally a, she described it, the liquor they used was a Brazilian rum and I'm not going to be able, it's like Casacha or something. I'm, I'm going to butcher the name. And it was like, I would say the rum had to be a little bit on a little bit of like a sweeter side. It was definitely not a spice but it had to be a little sweeter and it was, but it was still, um, it's clear. And then she literally squoze like six limes and she had sugar at the bottom and she just shook the shit out of it and poured it into a tumbler. This thing was in a tumbler glass. And I was like, oh my gosh, I took like two sips of this and I was like, okay, I'm going to need, I'm going to pump the brakes on this one. <laughs> Anyway, but they are delicious and I prefer them over mojito any day now, personally. They are my favorite thing. But what I'm hearing is you have probably experienced more local culture in New Jersey than these secret service agents did like in Cartagena. Yes, yes. Well, they do get more into the culture later. Yeah, they, mm. you know, experiencing like the local culture a little bit more um, yeah. later. So, oh, great. so we'll get them. to that. So here we are. So, so now as we go into the evening, this is the time we're like, okay, we're really going to do, we have a food tasting tour. Let's do this. Like we're going to get into it. We're going to learn all the stuff. Yeah. So this one group decides that they are going to, you know, ahead of the tour, let's all meet up in, um, so-and-so's room and we will uh, just just quickly like finish this bottle of gray goose before we go so like everybody meet there at seven we'll finish this and then we'll go to our dinner um you know wine local wine tasting match paired 18 course event um so this group <clears throat> They also, not only were, were you already dealing with um, secret service and military in a foreign country, drinking booze, by the pool, playing country music, you know, whatever. You also have these groups within groups. And this one in particular um, fancies themselves the handsome manly men of the secret service. They're part of what's called a cat team, which is a combat unit. 
Now, nope. never mind, never mind that they actually never fire upon anyone. They're still that combat team. So they're they're pretty sure that they're the cool guys. Like pretty sure. Huh. So so this group decides, you know what, last minute. You know what? Let's scrap the 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 wine pairing dinner. You know what? I've got a better idea. Let's go to this club that I heard about. Don't worry, it's upscale. It's upscale. So let's go. So they do. They're like, screw it. We're going here. So they go to the club. They are again super loud, super obnoxious. Lots of bottles of vodka, throwing money around left and right, and um. One of the other things that these clubs have is um, they have sex workers because that is completely legal in Colombia. So um, it's all very regulated. A lot of times, apparently, you can either you can even um, put um, you can put um, like the fee on your bar tab, and it'll all get arranged from like the bar manager um, or, your ta- or your table host. Super super civilized. So these guys are loud and obnoxious. They're at this upscale club. The upscale club also, like, depending on what the quote unquote club is like, um, you'll also have sex workers who might charge a little bit more. So that's the deal. That's what we're dealing with. So they are making a ruckus. They meet these two girls. They're like, come over. We're going to buy you drinks. Da, 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 da. Um, one of them, one of the women, kind of like gets a crush on one of the guys and she's like okay I'm not no charges tonight like I'm just gonna be on a date like she's she's kind of smitten and yeah she's super into him and then the other girl um gets sort of latched onto this uh one guy her name her last name is Juarez and his last name is Huntington these are the two the only two that I'm actually gonna name because everybody else like they're the ones, not that, not that they both cause trouble, but like, that's the couple that causes this whole thing. Everybody else is sort of shrapnel. And I don't think that merits calling their name out in this situation. If you'd yeah. like more details, please do read Carol's book. It is absolutely fantastic. But a lot of the other people are casualties along the way that I'm like, wait a second, like, that's not like, why is this guy involved? So, but I'll explain that later. So Anyway, um, so uh, the woman, Juarez, she says to Huntington, she said, I'll, he's like, let's go back to the hotel. And she's like, I'll spend all night with you. No problem. I just like, my fee is $800 for the whole night. And obviously there's a bit of a language barrier. So they're sort of like translating through other people. But um, the, uh, the agent says, essentially she says $800 her account is that she went like with her hands she held up like eight and then zero zero and he says yeah sure whatever you want baby let's go and they the two couples hop in the car go back to their hotel at or uh, go back to hotel carib and um and everybody has a great time great time so they're really diving into the culture really embracing yeah. it yeah literally um, Literally, <laughs> figuratively and literally. Um, one of the other things that's interesting about um, Colombia and the regulations is that in any overnight guests, so any sex workers who are going to stay overnight with a guest of the hotel, 
um, have to check in at the front desk and then they surrender their ID. So it, so they like know who's there. There's a record of it. It's like, okay, you were in here, you're in that room, all of this stuff. And then the agreement is that in the morning, um, the women have to get out by 6 a.m. So they're like, you spend the night, you go home. Um, but the next morning, the desk clerk came in and there was like a stack of IDs. So no one had left. Um, and this guy was already, the, all the desk clerks, but this guy was already super, super annoyed because everybody had been so disrespectful at the pool, making a mess, leaving stuff everywhere. They were just like the worst guests. So he was like, oh my God, or she actually, I don't know. But um, they were like, oh my gosh, this is just there. This is just the worst. Like these people are the worst. And um, Americans, whoops. Mm. Mm. Um, so the clerk starts calling around to rooms. Um, so they, so he calls up to Huntington's room, Juarez answers and she apologizes. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll leave right away. I'll leave right away. So, um, so then she turns to Huntington and says, okay, like I'm, I've got to go. So I'm going to need my fee. And, um, he's having a bit of a rough morning because he drank a lot last night. And so he's super, super hungover. Um, and he reaches into his wallet and hands her um, a, an amount of money, a dollar, dollar amount. Um, and it's, it's in, um, I'm blanking on the currency, but um, it's one, it's a local bill. And, um, and it's, she looks at it and it's roughly, they say it's roughly 50 bucks, maybe a hundred, like, but either way, way off the mark, way off the mark. So she gets super upset, not only about the amount, but she also sees him open his wallet and he has, he does not have that cash. Like there's no way that he has the money on him. Yeah. Um, so they start yelling at each other. She either leaves or is pushed out of the room into the hallway. Um, he goes back to bed and he's like, uh, I feel terrible and like, whatever, like, fine, I got her out. Um, she, however, does not leave. <laughs> she goes across the hall to where her friend is staying, the other couple, and knocks on their door. The woman, the other woman lets her in and she is hysterical, like crying and screaming and Warriors is so upset. And uh, the other agent, his buddy is like, what's, what's going on? How the thing? And she said, she said, he didn't pay me and da, 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 da. So she starts making a scene. He's trying to calm her down. And they go back and forth for a while. And finally, she's like, fine, I'm just going to leave. Whatever. I'm just, it's terrible night, you know, whatever. And um, which I'm like, all right, good for her. I would have been like, um, uh, you're going to call the police and get your friend's ass up and pay me, like figure it out. Yeah. Um, so she then, um, so she's walking towards the elevator and serendipitously around the corner who's standing there but a local cop and she's clearly upset and he says is everything okay and she said no and that's where it takes a turn <laughs> so the cop now she's like what happened and he said he didn't pay me and da -da. and in Colombian and Cartagena like that's a problem for the police. Like if you buy, like somebody stole something, 
Yeah. Like you stole, it's like you walked into a drugstore and stole or whatever. It's like not a good analogy, but like you stole a service. You did not pay for something. <laughs> so they um, are having a problem with that. And so they get a more senior cop involved. They go back to the buddy's room, knock on his door. The buddy, meanwhile, has like knocked on Huntington's door, knows that he's awake and the guy is just not answering. So he like is hiding in his hotel room. So now there are two cops involved. Another agent who was on night duty comes out. Now he's involved. Juarez is still upset. And, um, and the cops are there now. And so finally the two agents um, are saying, um, they say like, fine, like, let's just look, we'll, we'll find the cash. Let's just pay her. She says, you know what? I'll take $250. I just want to get out of here. So they go to the ATM, they have to a couple times because the exchange rate is, they can't quite figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So they go to the ATM, they scrape together the money, pay her, she leaves. Um, meanwhile, Huntington is still hiding in his room. So he's a real gem, nailing it. But what about uh, the combat? This is what he trained for. I know, such a good to take fire but you can't face an upset woman like <laughs> although that sounds right that sounds accurate yeah yeah that seems of a piece yeah <laughs> oh my gosh so um okay so so when i mentioned earlier i said that the um juarez had run into the police officer and that's what caused the problem so the reason that that caused a problem is because um whenever an American, like a, um, a government official has an interaction with police in a foreign country, the police are required to report it to the American embassy. Yeah. So the police officer has to not has to go, but they have to report it. Right. So then the embassy is like, wait, what happened? They're doing what? And so the embassy sends some people over to uh, investigate and uh, they run into the front desk clerk who's super annoyed. And, they, and the front desk clerk is like, oh, there's a problem? Yeah, let me, get, let me tell you the problem. Here's the problem. <laughs> and starts rattling off and they say, so someone stayed over in somebody's room last night? Yeah, oh, one? Oh, no, 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 here's all of them. And they turn over the names. There was like 20 some odd guys who had had sex workers in their room while they were on this trip. And it's all, it's all recorded. It's like, so-and-so was in this room. She came in at this time and left at that time. So now they're like, oh my God. Meanwhile, the desk clerk is like, also their dog, they've let their dogs like go to the bathroom on the floors and like done all this stuff and like just the worst. So the embassy is like, oh God, I think this is, this is a problem. Like this is not good. So a couple days later, by, by this time, now they're investigating and, and sort of internal investigations and, and all of that, but obviously the press gets a hold of it. So now it's secret service, you know, hosting sex workers while on you know government assignments which yeah they were never mind that it's illegal or where that it's perfectly legal it's still like come on 
like, come on. And um, so basically the scandal is because this asshole Huntington couldn't or didn't feel like paying Juarez for the sex that she happily, or that, that he happily accepted the previous evening. Um, over 12 agents were fired, some right before retirement. Um, so that meant no pensions. Um, and others were fired like, or, or went into early retirement, um, like additional ones. So not necessarily ones that were affected by, um, like it just is as it sort of snowballed. Um, yeah, 12 were fired. Some right before uh, they got their pension, some others just to save face, the agency was like, look, if you had a woman in your room, you got to go. They sent um, pretty much all of them home right away. So they weren't in country when Obama got there. um, Needless to say, he was none too pleased with the whole situation. Nope. Thank you. Um, So... And, and they just sort of like between the, between their behavior at the hotel and um, like, they just, they didn't do themselves any favors and they just had the worst judgment to do this. Um, I don't know. I'm, and it was, it was a, it was more of like, not a good look that got out and, but you're dealing with, um, you also have to realize the administration you're dealing with, it's Obama. Hillary Clinton is running the State Department. Apparently she was like very hardcore about like, if you do anything, like if you, if you're not acting appropriately and, and not that it's inappropriate to hire a sex worker, you sure go for it. But like, you need to pay her. Like, well, she's been here before. (laughs) She understands a sex scandal. Right. She's like, come on. But apparently she was really strict in the State Department. If any of the State Department employees got caught like doing anything that was not great, she was like, you're out. Like, get out. Absolutely not. But I'm sure the American press was very level headed in their (laughs) coverage of this and did not blow this out of proportion where Secret Service agents hired perfectly legal sex workers while they were in a country where sex work is legal. Yep, yep, they did. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How'd you know? How'd you know? How'd you know? Well, I am a journalist. <laughs> I understand. Uh, yeah, this got picked up everywhere. It was a huge deal. Obama had to answer so many questions about it where it's like, because I, I, I agree with you. I'm like, I'm not saying that sex work, like you could think of it's moral, whatever, like fine. Um, and yes, some of these men were for sure married. So again, whatever you um but some were were single and participating in perfect perfectly legal activity in a foreign country like i you know what i i said i said should i be fired for smoking weed in in amsterdam and i said i should be if i stole the weed (laughs) (laughs) but so yeah, so that is the scandal. It totally got, they absolutely got blown up. Um, yeah, lots of people got fired over it. Lots of rearranging within the Secret Service. Um, lots of new, you know, protocols and things like that. And sure, did they need them before? Maybe, like a code of conduct, probably. But, you know, it, yeah, I'm not. I'm like, why was this such a big deal? But then also I'm like, I get that one, I get that one incident, 
but why there was all this fallout was really because the press got a hold of it and ran with it. And then Juarez, Juarez didn't really go quietly into the night. She hit, she hit out for a little bit, but then kind of once the story got traction, she, um, she was like, no, I'll tell you about it. Here's what happened. Here's what he said to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, this is a situation where you need a real entrepreneur, like what's his face from Craig J. Spence to set up a credit card system. Oh, so true. All these secret service agents could have been <laughs> buying funeral services while out of the country and no one would have looked twice. So true. I mean, you just have to think about the line items, you know. You know, mm -hmm. it comes up. Mm -hmm. It comes up. <laughs> you have to think about what the line item is on the, on the bill. You know, I think he would have been better off if he just put it on his bar tab and called it a day. You know, but this seems in keeping with the whole persona that has been projected. Like, yep, you're going to go to a foreign country and you're going to misbehave and not be respectful. And then you're going to steal sex <laughs> and go back to bed hungover. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and I think there was, um, there were in the book, there were obviously lots of like, lots of lots of details about the in investigation and and all of this different stuff and it was internally investigated and the secret service was absolutely um you know uh, mortified but um but they were there was a lot of detail about like basically the higher ups of the secret service were like the judgment that they used is what i'm most mad about like yeah like there was one female director that she's just like like she's there's some quote where she's like she was just she goes god damn it like i can't like hire sex work but like what the fuck like like now i gotta deal with <laughs> like now i gotta deal with you assholes because you're because you were dumb like yeah yeah, yeah. so just, it you was know just what? once again pay mm -hmm. your sex workers <laughs> That's your PSA for the day. Hiring sex workers. Only rule, pay them. <laughs> pay them, buy your porn. Not hard. Yeah, so true. I don't know. Anyway, and if you can't afford it, then you need to think about that. You need to make other life choices. 